0: Hi, I'm Parker.
1: Hi, I'm Jake.
0: And this is Adult <laughs> Theater. We're going to do the intro later. Let's just start talking. We'll do the okay. intro later.
1: are we are we saying hi i'm jake and then hi i'm parker hi. and then this is adult theater kid. No, because the- that
0: sounds so fucking
1: stupid <laughs> it's the my favorite podcast does that
0: right no that okay so that's jake and <laughs>
1: that's jake that's parker <laughs> nope. we
0: should
1: we should save this for the podcast <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a good stuff So i was like that's the that's the funny part how is your week going
1: it's been pretty good I got back from the beach I did a couple auditions I booked something that I'm not allowed to say what it is yet and then I can I think I can tell you what show I auditioned for today because I didn't sign non-disclosures as as yet I auditioned Ooh. for the TV show uh
0: JK no we can't so Fuck yeah check you out
1: yeah so that's fun so you been up to?
0: I closed the show today I'm so sweaty they rented the theater months ago and before we we knew that this heat wave was coming to Atlanta and the AC crapped out. Thank God it was only three shows. And I only say thank God because we had no fucking AC. So I'm sitting in the booth. I don't think I've ever sweat that much in my life. That booth was, may as well have been a sauna, but we made it. That's about it. And then I've got an audition coming up this week and I'm doing some voice acting. So this is actually, I'm about to start a new job. So that's kind of like the bigger thing that's going on with me. Woo. Um, yes, I'm excited about that. So um, since this is the first episode, I guess I'll just explain like the concept behind this, which is when people talk about like a theater kid, it's not just a specific type of person. I think it's also specifically a type of child who did theater in a certain era. If you were in middle and high school when Dear Evan Hansen and Hamilton came out, you are cut from a different cloth. Turning Red came out and I was like, you know, don't kill the part of you that's cringe. Kill the part of you that cringes. What happens, like, once you get out of college? What happens to the adults who were theater kids? You have someone like you, which is why I thought it would be fun if we did this together, because you're someone who's putting a lot of effort into becoming a, a full-time actor. And I'm someone who is one bad rehearsal away from dropping theater for forever. <laughs> so that, that would be interesting. So basically today, and I mean, for the foreseeable future, we're going to go over some funny stories. I got some from our friends. And then I've got some other fun stuff to look at. I did want to tell you about something I just saw on my, uh, backstage account. Brittany. Um, I'm trying to find it again. I was talking to a friend today about like how they want to get back in the theater, but they live in an area where you have to pay to participate in mostly everything. What? Yeah. I mean, mean in theater? yeah, I haven't had to pay for production since high school.
1: Like for junior um, shows, I understand. But right.
0: Like- and It made me like think about, I feel like people don't view actors as like people who are working sometimes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say I I do agree. I think with the difference between community theater and film though, and it's so much more, I feel like it's a more personal kind of place. And so paying to be in community theater, I think it's, it depends. Like how much is this theater pulling in? Like, right. are they paying for the rights or are they paying for like the director to be there? Like, what, are, what, where's that money going is my big question.
0: Yeah. You know, sometimes I will do background work and I got an any the other day and she was like, Hey, we're doing um, an episode for Netflix. Can you come out? And I was like, sure. What's the rate? And she was like, Oh, it's volunteer. That's a 12 hour day. And it's, I can't even put that on my resume.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I feel like most people are pretty good about it. I mean. Anyway, the reason I'm talking about this is because I'm looking at some of the auditions I have, and one of them has under the paid section, because uh, I don't work for free, and it says, <laughs> best submission will get $20. <laughs>
1: like, like a competition?
0: <laughs> like it's, which, I mean, technically, all auditions are a competition, <laughs>
1: no. and the
0: best submission will get $20.
1: Which no, also I, makes
0: me think that they aren't going to refilm. They're not going to re-record it. They're going to just take whoever's audition's the best and plug and chug that in. Let, that let is- me tell
1: you. Let me tell you about this. My, I have a friend who just booked a voiceover thing, okay. and she, she's a uh, twenty twenty-three, and she's playing an eight-year-old girl in okay. this uh in this bank commercial Rock so Collins. she sent in her audition it's literally like three words i can't remember the three words but she told me it was three words yeah. and so she got a callback for it she did the callback and then they said okay we want we want to pick you and she's like okay great so when do i need to come into the studio and all this oh no we just took your original audition here's six hundred dollars
0: i mean power to her but as someone i mean hopefully the the what we're turning into you is high quality audio but I I just don't understand that yeah i was just gonna use what you turned in you have no other notes you have nothing (laughs) nothing
1: I I love voiceover work I just hate audio so much I I, people that can do it I respect so much because it is just something that I was not gifted with
0: well you've been losing your mind editing a movie
1: the movie is 40 minutes Okay. So I am hopefully going to be like picture locked this week and it's going okay. to my audio team that it will fix it for me. Yeah. I'm excited. Thank you.
0: Okay. So I before we get into some of my fun stories, I did I found a fun article by Onstage and it says which theater kids stereotype are you? So I'm gonna tell you what they think the stereotypes are, and then we're gonna decide which we are. So I'll decide for you and then you can give me your input. Info- <laughs> i think this one's classic they call it the straight guy which is a straight boy with mediocre looks and medium talent who is somehow cast as every single male lead this is a guy who is a decidedly normal person yet is fawned over by every single straight girl in his high school production of greece it's not <laughs> that i dislike the fact that this person is continuously cast or is beloved by those around him what drives me crazy is the inevitable ego that accompanies this level of theater kid fame. I know someone who's just like this and I can't say their name, but I'm thinking it's so hard. Is it me? <laughs> it's not you, but you this definitely- one This one definitely, I don't know. I didn't know you when you were younger. So that's the issue with me knowing you as an adult is I don't know how insufferable you were as a child.
1: The way I relate to this one is um, I am a straight male.
0: <laughs> how brave of you. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I, I was really afraid to come out and tell everyone You're, you're
0: the I love New York City kid. Um, there's a lot of theater people who want to live in the Big Apple. This is meant for the people who have an unhealthy obsession with the concept of moving to New York. This is a kid who says things like, New York, you haven't seen the last of me as they ride the bus <laughs> home from their school field trip to see a Broadway show. <laughs> They're the ones who stand in the middle of times where just to breathe in the energy of the city and wax poetic about moving to NYC which is $2 in their pocket and a whole lot of dreams. <laughs> They plan on moving to New York the second they can. And they definitely don't understand people who don't feel the same way. (laughs) I am absolutely the opposite of this person. Not like, not like genuinely. Like I thought it made me cool and different in high school. If I was like vehemently anti-New York City. (laughs) I was like, it's so dirty. And it's just, what's the big deal? I absolutely thought a personality trait would be that I wasn't someone who wanted to move to
1: New York City. I being an actor you have three you have three choices it Mm -hmm. I mean it's a little bit different for theater but for like film it's LA New York or Atlanta now I hate New York and LA I will go there if someone pays me but if not I will be living in Atlanta
0: I mean I guess as far as theater goes we really do hold New York City up as like one of the best places to go for theater other than that I mean it's hit or miss this is the theater makers TM all right There's a lot of pretentious energy amongst the stereotypes on this list, but I would argue that these guys take the cake. This stereotype is for the people who describe themselves as theater makers and take the time to explore the space and breathe in the room. (laughs) They answer questions in class using words like liminal and juxtapose and would probably be gung-ho about putting together a show reminiscent of SNL's high school theater showcase. (laughs) (laughs) I think everyone has a theater maker's phase, though.
1: I want to tell stories, but I don't want to like dox anybody.
0: Say someone, say another name. <laughs> Just change a couple key details.
1: Okay. So I've worked with the or, director before.
0: Or I can like beep it out or something if it's too good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've worked with the director. Okay. And they were so adamant about actors finding themselves in these roles. And so they were like, I want you to just get into character and I want you to just be this person. Walk around the space as, as this person, which is great. But we were doing high school musical. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, as a middle school boy, how do I walk around the room? As Troy as, Bolton. I wasn't Troy. I was Mongo. He's I was
0: Mongo.
1: I, I was the skater, the skater boy. He
0: called Mongo.
1: He's the one that's, he's like, Dude, is it like a violin or like do you have to wear a suit and tie? (laughs) That that was my line. Okay, so we did the show in a week. Oh yeah, I got cast on Monday, did the show Friday. I did, I did, I did a bunch of. You opened on Friday. No, legit, we did, we did. This is
0: horrifying. This is my worst nightmare. I
1: I have, I did that so many times. And
0: what you're like (laughs) twelve.
1: Yeah, I was 12 at the time. So <laughs> I did that. And then our kid that played Ripper, who had like a solo and uh the song Mongo uh, and Ripper. Mongo Ripper, <laughs> the other skater guy that had like a solo and he's like in the cellos. Yes. So uh, he was a bad kid at at the camp. He uh drew on Sharpie on chairs and uh-huh. got in trouble. And then so it was like we did one show, and then the second day we had two days of shows. Second day he's like, I don't want to go. And so I just didn't come. And then so the director said, It's up to you. Will you do this? And I said, absolutely, because I wanted Ripper so bad and didn't get
0: drama.
1: And so I get up there and I I barely know the song. I sing the song, I nail it. I get up there. I do Ripper's Ripper has two lines. And then Mongo has a line in between Ripper's two lines. So I say my line is Ripper, but I practice Mongo's line so many times that then I said Ripper's line, then I said Mongo's line. And I said, oh, shit. <laughs> I said Mongo's lines and like, I asked the question and I responded to myself.
0: We're taking the show in a new direction with a character who is <laughs> 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 who's got two personalities. Have you seen there's a TikTok that went around or like a, about this guy who, this was so long ago, he said he was in a production of Grease in high school, but the director made it like, oh, who's the nerd? There's a nerdy character in like the OG Grease play Mm -hmm. whose name I can't remember. And in the beginning of the show, there's so many different versions of Grease now, but it's the version I did. It starts with like a class reunion. And so it's like the principal says something and then the cheerleader says something. And then like the nerd was the class valedictorian. So he says something. Then that's they sing the fake alma mater and the show starts. But apparently this director was like, actually, it's going to be a memory play and everyone died in the Vietnam War. And it's like (laughs) this really... Gritty rendition of Grease. <laughs> That's what that just reminded me of.
1: I've done High School Musical four times. Oh my God. <laughs> On stage four times.
0: You paid your dues.
1: I hate it. <laughs> On stage it.
0: four times, yeah. in the shower, seven days. <laughs>
1: So I I directed it uh, one uh, two of those times, but what? <laughs> yeah, I I it was my first paid directing job. I directed High School Musical on stage. So I at that point hated the show so much with a passion. So there's a bunch of like one liner characters in the show, uh-huh. and so I cast one girl and she was my friend, and I cast her to play every bit part in the show. It's the song where Sharpay's what's Sharpay's song in the cafeteria. And the-
0: Uh, status quo uh, yeah
1: status quo so like i said (laughs) mongo mongo's there (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. but but, so there's the three groups there's the brainiacs there's the skaters and then there's the jocks and so we had this gag where there's everyone has one-liners she would start the song as a brainiac then she would run off stage change come on as a skater then she would run off stage and come back as a jock. but our theory because i wanted her to have purpose and give her like a character to play with is that she was a serial killer <laughs> in the show. <laughs> and so there was, we had this one day, And so she had to carry a book and it had names of different characters and she would cross them out throughout the show. Oh my God. To oh me, it was God. so funny because we had, it was the audition song. And so one of the auditionees, we had walk off stage and she follows them. And then she comes back on stage in the auditionees' clothes.
0: Holy shit.
1: So like you literally see her walk off of somebody and come back in their clothes. and I
0: that's so fucking. Funny.
1: I know. And nobody noticed. And no I thought was, I thought it was hilarious. I love the
0: background plot. It's like an episode of community.' <laughs> <It's> a background <laughs> plot going on. you don't even notice. Mongo. That's the character? Yeah. Our mutual friend John has played a character named Mingo and a character <laughs> named Mengo. My thing for the theater makers is, I feel like what you should add in there are kids that like you learned, like we all learned about the different schools of theater, like Brecht and um, Stanislavski and Adler. You know, some kid always like takes ones like I'm doing this. Like I went to school with this girl. She's, I love her so much. She's super talented. She's one of the best people I know. I'm definitely gonna make fun of her right now. (laughs) Very much believes in method acting. I don't know if she does anymore, but she did in high school and she was relatively harmless about it. So she's not the point of the story, but she was really good at doing it, or at least like, it seemed to be working for her because she would do it at rehearsals exclusively. She would stay in character and it, you know, that's, was how she did it, but she knew when to stop it. And she wasn't a, you know, a dick about it. Yeah. So we did you're in town (laughs) one year and we go into rehearsal and I'm like a cop. If you haven't seen the show, you're in town. There's like the police force and then the poor people and then the rich people.
1: Were you locked? And,
0: on? No, I was just a cop. Okay. Anyway, like well, the way we did rehearsals at my theater, at my high school, were very independent. A lot of the times you were just sent off to get something done. You honestly wouldn't see the director unless he was specifically doing something with you and even half the time you blocked your own thing so we often got split up yeah. anyway we come in rehearsal and our director's like okay we're gonna do method acting today and we're all like word and he's like so from now until the end of rehearsal you have to stay entirely in character so <laughs> It's maybe the it, it sticks out of my head like a sore thumb so like we have to go and the dude playing lockstock's like yelling at me like officer Get in the room. And I am like, please stop yelling at me. He's like, you're not in character. And then my boyfriend at the time would come in completely in character as well. And I'd be like, hey, babe. And he'd be like, babe, what are you talking? I'd be like, I'm going to kill
1: myself. (laughs) This is the end for me.
0: I would describe myself as someone who does and says a lot of strange and sometimes embarrassing things. But if you ask me to do something in theater classes, you know, they'll ask you, let's walk like we're walking through honey. I'm suddenly, I don't want people to see me like this. (laughs) And then it turned into, some kids took that day to heart. And then when we did a musical later, this one guy was playing a thug and he was just in character. Constantly like he, was did just he some... mug people in the streets. Yeah, he didn't care. <laughs> he mugged people in the, in the hallways. <laughs> we lost so much money. He was so I... mean.
1: Okay. No, I'm gonna say one more thing, then we're gonna go back to what we were doing. Looking at yes. the different periods. Okay. <laughs> okay. yes, I, yes. I did I did Little Shuffle Horrors in high school. I played Seymour in the show. Iconic. I hate to say it and I cringe looking back at it now. It was show week, and oh. I uh was in costume. And so school let out because uh, I finished in theater. Uh, so I was in costume. We were running the show. Wow. And Audrey 2 has that neat little hand puppet in uh, the second Audrey 2 where like I can control it. Right. So I walked through the halls in costume holding Audrey 2. Oh and God. people would walk past me and I would snap at them with Audrey <laughs> 2. <laughs> I, that, that, I did do that. There, me and my friend Luke Seal, he was a, he was like a stagehand for the show. No, he was, he was like ASM for the show. And so I was not the coolest kid in high school. And there was this girl and she was like, who on earth would want to go see a play in school? (laughs) And then so Luke said, well, me and Jake are in the play. And then she's like, what are you like ensemble? And he said, no, I'm ASM and he's the lead. And then I was like, you tell her, Luke. Bye, bitch. Audrey too, would have eaten her if she could (laughs) have.
0: Oh no, not <laughs> the Audrey line. Yeah, um, I was pointedly, as the next thing says, the musical theater kid, which I feel like having its own things a little bit weird, but let's. The stereotype doesn't need a whole lot of explanation because they tend to get the most attention. These are the Broadway obsessed kids who sing songs as they skip through the hallways of the school. They know every line of every musical ever and they will make references whenever possible. Is it December 24th at 9 p.m.? They will remind you that from here on in they're shooting without a script that they just turned 19 and they'll probably use the Instagram caption only 19 but my mind is older they're not afraid of jazz hands or time steps at inappropriate times and they will absolutely get a musical theater tattoo of some kind I have sung a regrettable amount of music in public to large groups of people who did not want to hear me sing
1: can I tell you a story (laughs) (laughs)
0: yes
1: (laughs) okay I did a movie and uh I was just background for this Uh and uh, it was at a old theater that they were pretending like it was a movie theater, but it was like a, really, it was a community theater theater that they're using. And so I was the only extra on this set that was not from the community theater in their junior theater program. Now I'll remind you, I'm 22. (laughs) The, the next uh, oldest person there was probably 16. So,
0: okay, yeah. rock on.
1: Yeah, so they're all sitting there and they're talking about, because they all go to this community theater. We're all sitting there and they're, uh, I'm sitting off on the side because I've absolutely had it with these kids at this point. And they are talking about the show that they're going to do. They're going to do Putnam County Spelling Bee. Ugh, and so imagine a bunch of 16 year old kids filming on a movie set, by the way. Okay. okay. And we're in holding and so they're playing the songs of spelling bee off their phones and there's kids just singing along with it. And then, <laughs> so there's, there's a couple, there's a couple kids that you can tell are the real theater kids, but I knew what part they wanted because they were singing louder yes. than everybody else singing on that part. Like, listen, we sing leaf's part here and I'm like doing <laughs> that. And so
0: at the 25th annual.
1: you num <laughs> county, I played leaf part drop. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. But he, um, yeah, he turned to the girls. You would be such a good Olive. I, can you imagine if I got Leaf and you got Olive? How much fun we would have together. By the way, do you think that this person's auditioning for Leaf? I just don't think he'll get it. I think I'm just really in the running for it. And I was sitting over here. I'm like, this is the worst. The f- I had the worst day on that set.
0: The funny thing about that is, we have all had that conversation. I literally have, I remember my sophomore year of college, a friend of mine and I were both auditioning for Cabaret. And I got in a call back for Fraulein Schneider and she got in a call back for Sally. And I remember what if, I think I said it like for Adam's family that we did together. I think I said to Aubrey, like, what if you got this and I got that, it'd be so fun.
1: When I came and did Adam's family, I went to the callback, and then I called my friend Brooke and said, these are the most theater people I've ever met in my it entire is, life. Y'all it are is thick I, over there. I love that theater. It is the most theater person type of theater. It's everyone in that theater has that vibe. Oh, well,
0: I actually I had this intrusive thought the other day about I think one of the most embarrassed I mean, I've done a lot of really embarrassing musical theater kids stuff. This is definitely who I am. I'm there's also one called the show off that I also probably am. Uh, the theater kid stereotype often overlaps. with The previous one, these are the kids who know the name of every single actor in every single show on Broadway, who will name drop whenever they can. They have seen every Broadway show, probably multiple times, and they won't let you forget it. No, you should feel ashamed that you didn't know that was Jeremy Jordan or Andrew Rannells or Aaron DeBate in that one show that one time. So why is this theater kid making you feel like you should? T, I have two things that come to mind immediately. One. Yes. Uh, for <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, this, I give you a This is this is theater kid behavior and yet it somehow has nothing to do with being a theater kid like it does it's not theater adjacent but when I was a freshman I took biology I sat in the back of the room and I was a little shit and every single time we would talk about reproduction like a cell reproducing or what have you I would without fail play Marvin Gaye's let's get it on from my phone (laughs) I (laughs) thought this was the funniest thing I thought this was hysterical. I was like, I, I'm SNL brought to my high school. I thought I was so funny. The second and the thing that I'm bringing that up for is that there's a photo of me like on my Instagram, if you go back far enough, where I'm in that class and I have tipped my desk over and I'm sitting behind it because I was in the middle of my lay miz phase and I'm like, I made a barricade in biology class today which means I did that. I probably sang, I don't remember, but I absolutely <laughs> probably sang something and I made someone take a picture of it and I put it on the internet. The second thing that comes to mind is when I went to church camp and I was like a sophomore, my school had just done the drowsy chaperone, but I wasn't in it. Basically we're at church and we're doing like a sleepover, you know, and we're in these big, big rooms sleeping on sleeping bags, right? So it's hundreds of girls just shoved into these big, big rooms. I mean, you we're like 15 some of them are probably 16. And I'm sitting there singing at like full vibrato, full volume, like all of whatever the lead girls, like having a full Sutton Foster moment. And no, no one said shit to me. And I kind of wish someone had, I can't imagine how annoying that had to be. I'm in the corner, like monkey, monkey, monkey. Like,
1: (laughs) Can you imagine how soul crushing it would have been if someone said, you're not Sutton Foster and then walked away. But they wouldn't they even known. have
0: known these weren't theater kids. It would have been like, can no, you just what if, shut up?
1: <laughs> what if someone walked up to you and said, you'll never be Sutton Foster and then walked Ouch. away? Would that not be such a like hurt so bad me <laughs> it's just...
0: many 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 <laughs> levels the last one on here is the classical actor finally we have the shakespeare obsessed classical actors i ask that when you read the word actors and that last sentence that you imagine it said in the most pretentious voice possible actors these are the theater kids who claim that they have no problem understanding Shakespeare and want to make sure that you know they have no problem understanding Shakespeare they get classical theater and they think that makes them better than everyone else and that's the last type of theater kid that they have I went to a college that um I don't know if the word specialized is the right word focused on I guess doing classical Shakespeare they did it at least once a year if not more
1: I don't like Shakespeare.
0: Um, I don't either, to be entirely honest. I'm sorry.
1: I like, I hey, Oscar Wilde's pretty funny. I like I this Oscar Wilde.
0: I just had a flashback. When I was a freshman, so I was definitely not like in with the group. I didn't know any of the upperclassmen. I was not left out, but I mean, I was left out. I didn't know anyone. I wasn't in the older kids choir. I wasn't in the older kids theater. So I only knew the freshmen. Mm-hmm. I knew of them and I'm sure they knew of me, but they were not interested in what I had to offer. And there was in one of the hallways at school like this, you know, how they have like push pin boards and you can put whatever you want on it, it's usually something motivational or informative. It was who am I? And it was talking about like identity. And it said, Who am I in big letters? And so I took a Sharpie and I wrote on a piece of paper 24601 and I taped it to the board. And I didn't take a photo and I didn't tell anyone, except for my other friend who was willing really to lay miss with me. And then the next uh, time I'm in the theater a senior named Elijah was mm-hmm. telling everyone that he did it
1: what a jerk <laughs> and I
0: was so angry I was so pissed off it was my villain origin story and I couldn't say anything I was like all <laughs> of 14 years old I was gonna be like um actually I did that and they'd be like what's your proof uh
1: uh you should have gotten his handwriting and your handwriting and compared it <laughs> here
0: come write something down for me real quick
1: I need to get a handwriting expert to look at this.
0: Anyway, that's that. So which one
1: do you think I am? Just, just um, list them all out one more time. And the like straight not- guy.
0: Yeah. The I love New York City kid. The theater makers The musical theater kid. The show off, and the classical act- actor. Ugh. Um, I mean, you're the straight dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, I mean, you have big theater kid energy. So like, you aren't like the straight. You are now. I have no clue if I know you back then I probably would have called you musical theater kid I am still probably to this day uh the musical theater kid the show off type.
1: yeah I'm the classic straight guy I'm just the one that gets the roles occasionally and sometimes you don't and then sometimes the director forgets you audition for the show but um
0: (laughs) iconic
1: (laughs) yeah but it's fine and uh yeah we're not gonna talk about it but um I do. I I had a I had a little bonding story for you that oh, I have so for our theater. Can I can I tell this story?
0: Yes, please, please, please.
1: Yes. So, uh, I was in high school, <laughs> and I had a uh, I had the job to clean out the prop closet. Now, I had to do this by myself, and it was the worst thing I've ever had to do in my life because there are so many props, and everyone would just throw them in there, and I have to clean it up. Mm. So I was in there and I found this bag of like probably a hundred green army men, like mm-hmm. the little tiny plastic ones. And, and so I yeah. call my friends in like, Hey guys, look, I found these. And they're like, what if we like put these around the school and super glued them? And so we uh, left rehearsal one day early. And so it was like, we, as a group decided, we were just going to go alone and we super glued these army guys all over Northridge high school. So if you go to Northridge high school, Uh, The Little Green Army Men, I did that. (laughs) That was me. And we bonded as a cast, and it was really fun.
0: If you want to move on, I have mildly traumatizing and cringy stories from some... Eventually, these will be listeners if anyone ever listens to our podcast. But right now, they're just our friends. Listen! Listen to it, and then tell us your stories. Um, This one's from a mutual friend of ours named Aubrey. Uh, Aubrey did a show with someone, and her director was doubling as the costumer. So I'm going to read this as if how she wrote it. So the director was doubling as our costumer and I was doing a fitting with him for the first time and he was really awkward and he told me with my measurements I could only ever play sexy characters. He then proceeded to costume me in clothes that were a size too small for every subsequent show I did with him.
1: Yeah, that, that hits you. I don't like that.
0: <laughs> I don't like that either. I, oof, 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 oof. I don't know. I mean, you're a dude, but.
1: I am a dude, I do.
0: The amount of theater I have done where, and it's honestly, no, no hate. It's always the older gay guys that will like use it as an excuse. They will come up and like touch you or they'll say something about your body and then they'll go, oh, I'm gay. So it's okay. It's actually not. No. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I mean, I think every single show that, I mean, the last two I've done, i dealt with some older dude who thinks he can touch or say something about the women in the cast or it's just like. Where do you get off thinking this is okay? And I hate this. It's not always gay dudes. There's also old straight men who are like this, but that's something that does tick me off specifically is I have worked with directors who have done something and go, I'm gay, so it's okay. No, you're still touching someone. It's not yeah. all right. Sorry that happened to you, Aubrey. All right, I have another one. Um, so Lily says to me, so the biggest one that comes to mind is that when I was a sophomore, I bought tickets to go to a concert They were non-refundable and a gift from me to my high school boyfriend for our one-year anniversary. I bought them like six months in advance. When we got to the theater show, when we got the theater show schedule, I noticed the concert fell on tech week. So I asked our director if he wanted me to take a backseat for that show, maybe do set design or something more low key. But he said to me, no, no, I want you on the lighting board. It's okay if you miss one rehearsal during tech week, as long as you feel ready to go by showtime. So two months later, it's time for the concert. I reminded our director, hey, remember, I won't be here Tuesday or whatever day it was. And he acted like we'd never spoken, told me if I went to the concert, I wouldn't be allowed back in the theater and that he would never trust me with such a huge responsibility ever again. At this point, I'm infuriated, especially since I hadn't missed a single rehearsal in like one and a half years and basically said, "Okay, good luck replacing me because I'm going to this concert. The next day I came back and walked right up to the booth to do the lights because I knew he was bluffing and just trying to make me feel awful for going to the concert. And he came up and instead of, I don't know, apologizing for being an asshole, he gave me a huge speech about how I'll never end up being a good leader if I keep this up. And it was incredibly irresponsible of me. And I don't understand how important the show is, et cetera, et cetera. I ended up being the head of tech and the president of our school's lesbian Society. He had no right to tell me twice that I was irresponsible for going to a previously planned concert just because he forgot he told me I could go. I finally saw him as a child that he is and got really tired really quickly of him acting like he was the biggest kid on the playground. That Good is- for
1: her. I am glad she is doing well.
0: I wanted to better. tell that story for a specific reason that comes from mine. And that is, this is more serious than funny, but I think that, and I don't know about you in high school, I know more people who do not like their high school theater teacher than I do people who have a positive relationship with them. I feel like they act like it's so important. I don't think I ever worked as hard as I did in high school theater. I didn't miss anything. I I was off book, like first rehearsal. I went into a job the other day, completely off book. And they were like, wow, I'm shocked. And I was like, oh yeah, you're not insane. I feel like you start to believe a lot of things that can be toxic, whether that's expectations about the way that you look or the way that you talk. So if you have a speech impediment, or if you're heavy or set, or you're really skinny or you're really tall, you might start to believe things like that. Or, you know, in those situations that certain things make you irresponsible because you aren't giving a hundred percent of your life to theater. And I wanted to tell that story from Lily, because when I was in high school, at my high school, we had Saturday rehearsals a lot. And I remember that months prior, if you don't know, in Atlanta, we have this thing called Music Midtown. It's like a weekend long music festival. It's a pretty big deal. And they usually get some pretty good performers and you buy tickets. I think you can buy them like almost a year in advance sometimes. Mm. And two girls in the show had bought tickets and I don't, they're not, you can't just refund them. You have to resell them if anything. And they didn't go to rehearsal. And they went to the music festival. And I remember sitting there with my friends and being like, I can't believe they would skip rehearsal for Music Midtown. How irresponsible. Do they, they not even care about the show? Nowadays, I would do that 10 times over.
1: OK, I totally agree with you. A theater should not take over your whole life. And I do have an example of this. And I, I do have to say, I, with my theater teacher in high school, I absolutely love her. I have lots of positives, so thank you to her. I know that other people don't have that relationship with their theater teacher, but my theater teacher, uh, she actually, when I directed High School Musical, I invited her to come be the theater teacher in Aww. high school and, school, and so that's she got to do cute. that. But um, with, with that, I mean, you gotta take your own personal time. And that that's a big thing for me with theater is so time commitment. I auditioned for a show one time and I put, hey, I'm not available. Cause they had rehearsals literally Monday, Tuesday, thursday and saturday and and i said uh hey i won't be there on wednesdays and i might be late on thursdays and then they said can you give us a reason why you're not going to be doing that and i said uh because i don't want to be there and (laughs) i still got the part (laughs) 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 i don't want to
0: be there i mean it reminded me i had a conversation with a friend the other day The other day i mean like almost a full year ago and he worked a part-time job like a minimum wage job and he was an actor, and he was, you know, kind of struggling because we were still kind of figuring out COVID. And he said, you know, I'm I'm really considering getting like a regular nine to five job. And I was like, okay. And I have a regular nine to five job. You do not yeah. acting is your your career. And yeah, we have other friends
1: struggling. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but you're struggling. a struggling
0: you're a struggling actor, so yeah. it's different. We have other friends between us who some act almost entirely full-time we have friends who work a retail or a food service job or they wait tables and you do that so you have a lot of flexibility because tv especially shoots during the day usually you can't work a nine-to-five and go and be a tv star yeah so it is for an actor to get a full-time job it actually isn't such a like because you know you think if someone else said that to you at like 23 be like duh you gotta go get a full-time job but it's different for an actor. It's it's yeah. actually a huge deviance from how we're told we have to act. And I feel like we get sold as youth this starving artist thing. It's really weird coming from people who are paid to teach theater. Yeah. And the other half is people who have already made it.
1: <laughs> it it's it's so hard, especially with just, I mean, with that point being said, it's like for me, I've been, I got cast in a movie I think it was was during 2020 I got cast in a movie and I was going to shoot in Louisiana for a month I got cast two days before I was supposed to leave for Louisiana
0: right
1: two days and I I literally dropped everything that I had that month and said sorry I'm gonna go film a movie now that movie never came out but it (laughs) yeah it's it's like with being in film and that's why I I love theater with a passion. There's auditions for uh, Into the Woods coming up. I had a question about Into the Woods later. If we're running out of time, we don't have to do it. But um, <laughs> but uh, I want an audition for that show. But it's like as a TV actor and movie actor, I don't know if I have time because like right. it's so time commitment, well, and like, I hate you- to like get a role the day before that we get like are performing and like I'm sorry, I gotta go.
0: People who do film and TV and people who do modeling, I think you guys have the prize for the most last minute job placement you're completely right they will cash you two days before you need to be in a completely different state and so if you have a full-time job ain't no way you're gonna get pto for that absolutely not happening and so you know i have a full-time job i work a traditional nine to five and i love what i do i do something that is not even theater related i do programmatic media buying Um, and that was even hard for me i remember when i got like a job i used to work in the arts uh when i was at like 20, I had theater jobs. And the, the truth is they just didn't pay me enough. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't live at the level that I wanted to live at. And that was a personal thing for me, but I definitely struggled with, am I a failure, like artistically, because I'm not struggling. My whole life isn't theater, 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 theater. And I struggled with that. And obviously the answer is no, but we get fed this idea that if you are not 24 seven, eat, sleep, and breathe, the arts that you're like, you're not valid as an artist.
1: And I I think to be an artist, you can't, you can't let that just be your whole world because if you're going and pretend, especially in film, if that, if this is your whole world right here, how am I going to be able to portray someone that lives a different way than me? Like if I've never experienced that. And it's, I mean, like you can try, but as in acting, you're basically just another version of yourself because you can't fully change. Right. And so I think that mattered. And that that's why people do method acting, like Jared Leto, where he actually turned into Morbius, which was pretty crazy. Um, he was a vampire for those for that for those months oof. of filming.
0: Oof, oof, yeah. oof, oof, oof. I mean, my friend basically said to me, like, I'm considering getting a full time job. I'm and not just like, you know, working retail or food service or waiting tables 40 hours a week. I'm talking like traditional, I have a salary. Because with with a salary comes benefits, um, comes you know, some level of comfort and security, um, that you don't get with hourly jobs. I mean, I used to be full-time at my retail position when I was younger. And if things got bad in payroll, I was taken off full-time and I didn't really have anything to say about that. My current job can't do that to me. Yeah. You know? And so it's a, but it's a difficult decision because have to look at this person and say, you get this job, you ain't doing get cast in a movie and you got to be in Louisiana. i mean you can't even do get cast in a movie and you have to be somewhere in a month because movie shoots can depending on the size of the part you could be there for for a very long time yeah you only take so many sabbaticals from work so i think something that i wish we'd talked about more not maybe not in high school but definitely in in college you know obviously my my professors were trying to prepare me to be a someone with a theater degree and I, and I'm thankful for that. I feel very prepared and I use my theater degree for all sorts of things now, but I wish that they had discussed that choice because it isn't, it, it is a job. Auditioning is a job. It's a job that doesn't pay you until it pays off, Yeah, you know? So you can, you can work eight hours a day, auditioning and callbacks and doing everything that your agent recommends that you do. And it doesn't pay off until you get one job.
1: It, even in that I mean like for where I'm at right now I mean I've I've had a few bigger things but nothing that's like really popped off and this this audition that I I'm not allowed to say the commercial what it is but I'm in a commercial and um, I auditioned for not even joking three times for this one role and overall I think I put about 13 hours into this singular audition right. to get this one and literally probably 500 people auditioned for this character. So 500 other people also put 13 hours into their audition and then didn't get it. Right, and
0: that's- yeah, Yeah, and that's the way it works. So that's hard. I felt unprepared about that. Obviously it's different if you're someone whose passion is like technical stuff, not to say it's any easier, but it's a little different. For someone whose passion is acting or singing, you do so much work that doesn't come to fruition. I spent the whole weekend working on vocal reels and they're not going to pay off until I get- Mm -hmm. cast and something and my friend ended up not getting a traditional nine to five but that was an interesting conversation to have because I had already picked this life and I picked this life during COVID when there wasn't really shows happening and I kind of wonder would I have picked something different had that not happened because when COVID started I was supposed to be flying out to New York to meet with um, agents and that obviously didn't happen so two years later I was like well I want to have a house and get married and do nice things and I don't want to do the audition grind and Mm -hmm. it's it's easy to fantasize about it as a kid it's easy to put yourself in that position when you're doing these weekend rehearsals and you think I'm working so hard and you I think at one point I was doing three shows in high school I can barely handle one now I mean you just don't understand the weight of all that work until you're there
1: COVID saves me I was I was in like three or four shows during COVID and COVID just shut everything down it was the first time I stopped And I I have a little bit of an opposite story to you. I I was considering film is fun and I really want to do it, but like, I'm never going to be an actor. So I guess I should just go find a job. And during COVID, it made me step back and realize how much I loved film. And so I decided like, you know what? I'm just going to give it a year. I'm just going to see if I get anything. Within the first two months of like trying to do film, I've never had anything good past, like as good as these two months. I got booked in three movies and got an agent in my first two months, which is insane. Like that never happens.
0: Right. I mean, I feel like when I I always say like adult theater kids, a lot of it is coming to terms with, because when you tell your parents like, oh, I want to go to school for theater or acting. And they're like, are you fucking stupid? You're like, no, mom, I promise I've got this. And then you get out and I've got this looks a little bit different. I think that I and kids today would really benefit from having that discussed more.
1: Well, let me, let me leave you. I, I, I do have to go in a minute. Cause I got yes, yes, yes. to um, learn. But um, I wanted to ask you one more question. It is a little off topic. Can I play Jack and in into the woods or am I too old? <laughs> um, what, what is okay. Taking me out of the equation. What, how old do you think Jack can be?
0: Well, uh, usually I, him played by like high school adults. boys really i've I mean, seen I'm him only, played as adults i've only ever seen high school productions of into the woods oh okay well so
1: <laughs> well the, the original kid, right
0: he's a child right
1: yes but teenager, like major okay listen
0: but adults play him
1: in the original
0: in the original
1: In the original original they play him as a, like a 25 year old man who acts like a 13-year-old boy and you think he's just a little man am I too old
0: um no just because you do look like a baby thank you (laughs) because you must (laughs) up your hair specifically you have baby face I mean you look like a teenager
1: the audition I did today I had to play uh it was the same character but I played him at 15 18 19 and then 24
0: that's so much work
1: I was like okay well like I don't know I mean I'm sure there's lots of people that could do it but I was like I have an advantage that I think I could play 15 and 24 at the same time yes
0: you do have an advantage because the thing is you can play a teenager and it's believable but you can play an adult and it's believable with a little like sprucing of the adult parts of you <laughs> yeah. I do not have that opportunity I don't think I passed for anything less than I think 23
1: what do you, what do you think the youngest I could play I think 15 is pushing it. I think I
0: 15 is pushing it. 16, yeah. I mean, 16 would be believable-ish, like considering that adults usually get cast as a teenage, cast is yeah. a word. Adults get cast as teenagers. I could see you playing a teenager. You look more believable than like KJ Apa. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I my friend that. told
1: me, I think the youngest you could play is 24. I'm like, I'm 22. So. <laughs> so hold on. <laughs> so what do you mean? So that's
0: just incorrect. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I said you're wrong. That hurts. But it's
0: fine. it's yeah. okay. Yeah, um, I had a thing for a while where I was only playing like senior people, which um, that hurts <laughs> on the inside and on the outside. Well, I think you can play that part. Thanks. All right. Well, uh, that, sure- That's a, oh. that's gonna
1: be a new segment. I'm gonna do that every week. Can I? Can I play, can I play, play
0: Xbox? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Cheers. I'm choosing the camera to our first episode. Hopefully, it wow. sounds good and people listen to it. Yeah. Um, we will talk. Next week, bring more cringe and mildly traumatizing information with you.
1: Will do. I, I have so many stories.
0: Okay, right, I'm so ready. Okay, good luck with all your business.
1: Bye. Peace out.